This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's got to 2-2 two, two and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis. Um, I'm joined by some of my usual culprits. Um, we've got uh, German DZ, we've got Nigerian Dan, and we've got Dr. Lee. Gentlemen, how are you today? What's good? Not too bad, man. Dan, out. I do out. I'm coming for them. Hey, man. Scripto, get off the stream, man. Hey, what's Elijah doing here, bro? Yeah, Elijah, this, is, this ain't mugger, yeah? This ain't mugger. Like, I see him in the, live, in the live show. He says, literally, like, it's like a drug to him. He said, that's yeah. good. He's a drug to him. Mate, yeah. t- tell, tell your boss, by the way, don't tell Ben Foster to fuck off next time, all right? Yeah, have some respect <laughs> for a legend, all right? Have some respect. <laughs> Anyway, um, look, guys, there's a lot to unravel, man. A lot. We we actually haven't done a pod since the the drumming um, at the weekend. It. Oh. I wanted to do. A, I wanted to do a Patreon, right? Um, but it was difficult to get the uh, numbers. There wasn't. There wasn't too much interest in it. Um, understandably so. Uh, you know, it, it, it was. It was just one of them days, man. It was. It was. Everything went. For, I, I turned off after three 0 When it got to three 0 I said, "Fuck this." I'm not watching this shit. Like I, I was basically about to turn off. After Xhaka got sent off, I said, nah, fuck this. I can't. I can't do this. I even said to myself, I'm not watching another Arsenal game until Arteta is gone. And I feel like I'm being quite serious about this because like, I can't watch this shit anymore. I can't watch this shit anymore. We're fucking 
there's just no there's nothing about this team. Like the way we defend, we we defend like touchline do on, on a Sunday, on a Saturday. Do you know what I'm saying? Like no one wants to win their jewels, no one wants to get stuck in where it hurts. And these all sound like passion merchant things. I'm sorry to sound like that, but I feel like there is the the, the time like for example, yeah. When we were going through that losing streak with Arteta in the um uh, last season, right? There were some semblances that maybe he had lost to camp, but I never saw performances that showed me that he had lost the squad, right? And I think as a manager, that's the most important thing. When you when you've got the squad behind you, you can always turn it around. This he ain't got the squad. You see how the man gave up? How they're defending against against um teams. They don't want to win challenges, they don't want to win their 50-50s. They're they're finished. He's finished. He is finished. And the sooner we come to the, the realisation that he is finished as a, as a football club, the better we can just move on quickly and just draw a line on this. Because there's still time to salvage this. I, I still believe that although this player, this crop of players isn't the best in the world um, and, you know, it isn't, um, you know, we're not, we're not world beaters. This squad can still be salvaged and this squad can still be doing a lot more than, um, than what we've been seeing. Um Leroy, Dr. Lee, I'll come to you first. Um, what what was you doing on, on uh, Saturday whilst you uh, watched the game? Depressed. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, right, I know I'm not allowed to self-prescribe, but antidepressants. <laughs> I need to go pick someone up from somewhere. Man. I'm surprised you ain't you ain't been on it from, from a long time ago, mate. Oh, I was so down. I uh, The thing is, I, I, said, I tweeted this the other day. Every... Yeah, I think I can't get more down on Arsenal. Like this must mm. be wrong. And every time it gets even worse. It, it, at the moment, we are so bad to the point where I've never thought I'd see an Arsenal team be this bad when I started supporting Arsenal when I was watching football. <sighs> I, just, I don't know, man. It, it, I think I have it, hit rock bottom. Yeah, I, I think I've hit rock bottom. I think it was just disgraceful. As you said, like there was nothing. Them, them players gave up. They gave up. Once they went 1-0 down, everyone lost their heads and they gave up. There was no effort. People weren't tracking people. People weren't, they, they weren't putting in the effort. People, you know, when you're like, you're tired and you're like fake pressing or fake going into challenge and you're not really about it. That's that's what the whole team were doing. I, and you said, he's lost the dressing room. He, he, he's might, lost might, Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't believe in him. They don't believe in his project anymore. And unfortunately, it's nigh on impossible even though he's got a lot of new players, he can start. It's nigh on impossible to turn this around. Um, so I think he's got to go. And every week he stays here, we're just wasting time. Um, yeah, I've, I've proper hit rock bottom as an Arsenal fan. I can't lie to you. Um, I'm, I'm really like, I think I've got a bottle of Henny downstairs. So I might just start that. Like, share, you know, share, please, because you know a bit of Henny and apple juice won't, won't go amiss right now. I'm telling you, it's it's the, the thing is with this project is right is. You can say, all right, cool, believe in the project. Look, look at what we're trying to do. Look at these beautiful patterns that we're trying to build. You know, oh, we were a bit unlucky there. But it gets to the point where sooner or later you have to come up with something, right? You have to produce results. Otherwise, the players are not going to believe in it. The fans certainly are not going to are not going to believe in the project that you have, this process that we're going through. So sooner or later, the results have to come. And, you know, I've listened to a couple of Arsenal podcasts um, this week. And, you know, like, I, I feel I feel like they've encapsulated my thoughts quite well. And I, I'm struggling to kind of have like a unique perspective on things. Um, and, you know, Elliot from Ars Vision, he, he, he said something about like, 
Arteta, his tenure right now is is like a wound that has been opened. And, you know, once a, once a wound is opened, it, it heals slowly. But then you get some damage to the wound and it opens up even more. And I just don't see this wound ever healing. You know, so in that case, you need to just chop off the leg. <laughs> you need to chop off the leg, get a prosthetic one. Uh, or I don't know, <laughs> Leroy, is science these days? Can we get a good leg? Can we? Can we can well, we yeah, we, we can get a good leg, but that's a bit right. extreme. That's right. Big. Okay. Uh, if you ask me. <laughs> but... Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll see where we are. We'll see where we are. But um, yeah. Uh, Dan, well, German Dan, I'll come to you next. Um, man, I'm str- I'm struggling to ask ask the questions. I'm being a really shit host right now because I just want to rant and rave and yeah, you know, it's I, scrambled. I, I hate you. Yeah, my head is scrambled, and it shouldn't be. Like we're we're on. Wednesday evening, um, and I should be over it. And and to be fair, I am over it. Like I am over it. I was over it before the game even started. I knew we'd lose. Um, but how 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 do you how do you how are you trying to balance out the fact that you know coming into this game we knew we would lose, right? Every no one was predicting us to win. But then how do you how do you balance out the fact that okay we knew we were going to lose, but the manner that we lost in it still brings us rage. Do you know what I mean? It's still it's still very disappointing. Yeah, I mean it was expected, but then as you say, the manner not only brought rage, but uh, I, don't, I don't even have an English word for it. Um, you know, I'm just not. I'm not going to say the German word, but I say the German word. Yeah, say the German word. Say the German. What's the technique? Basically, basically, it's just um, it gets you to as you say, rock bottom. I think is a good sort of description of it. Um, it's like it fills you with no hope. You know, um, there's no, there's no, not not a spark, not a glimmer of hope um, watching that performance because I, I don't, I mean, I don't pay too much attention to possession stats usually, but I think we had like the lowest possession um, recorded in, in the history since they've done the stats on this. Um, 9% in the second half. But, uh, do you know, it's crazy. How, one, do you, one... how do you even have 9%? I swear you get a percentage <laughs> just when you take a throw in. So, like, how do you get 9%? How does that even no work? Throwing, bro. <laughs> get, if you nothing. get a goal kick, if Leno just takes his time with a goal kick career, like, take a minute, it'd be, like, 10% minimum. So, like, how the fuck was we... How the fuck did we have 9%? Like, I, I, honestly, there was nothing. I think we had one shot to, like, 28 shots of theirs, no shot on target. It was yeah, just crazy. Some, some of the stats were crazy. And then... The Xhaka incident, um, I think even way before that game, we lost it. Xhaka just took the easy way out. Way before that, we lost it. He made it just maybe a bit bit easier for Man City, but I think they took their foot off the gas for a long time in that game as well. It just felt like, and it's, this is something that we said and and what I've kind of ascertained towards some of the signings that we've made, yeah? Um, like, we are, we are not there to compete. And I tell it doesn't provide the best platform for the players to compete. Regardless of player quality, um, which we all question on the signings, you can still compete with Man City. Um, we're still a Premier League team. We still have international players, Premier League players. Um, we should still be able to compete. We should not go there and get completely waxed like Nor- Norwich. Yeah, you know. So he doesn't give you the ability to compete um, just the way he sets you up. And I think it was just so weird. Like, why are we going five at the back, three midfield, two up top? Something we haven't tried before, this formation or this iteration we haven't tried before at all. Why didn't you try that last week with Chelsea and then, you know, take it into the game with Man City? Like, the, the centre's just lacking with that, you know? A lot of his decisions, and I think this is when, you know, a manager is done and 
a lot of the decision that he makes do not make any sense to you anymore. You can't see the pattern of thinking or um, even when you try, like, and I do try, I try hard to understand what he's trying to do. Um, but some of the decisions are just baffling. And then also the, you look, I think one of the big things that people were saying about raising the floor and floor raises and players that we've signed, Nuno Tavares on the bench, unutilized, Kolasinac played 90 minutes. That's the player that was supposed to be, you know, coming in, taking um, Kolasinac's spot in the, in the side. El Nenny came on, I think, in like the second half. I'll start the second half. I'm not sure when he came on, but he came on ahead of Lokonga. Isn't Lokonga the guy that was supposed to take his squad space um, and actually Sabias' squad space, so should be ahead of him in, in the pecking order? Lokonga unutilized, but Aneni, the guy that shouldn't, shouldn't be utilized anymore, was. Then at right back, um, Cedric is the guy that's being used. Um, Chambers has not been Chambers, you've been used as a right centre back. Um, why is he why has he been used there? Um, you know, we've we've got um a number of centre backs out on loan, uh, who I believe are better centre backs than him. With Saliba, we got on about him all the time, but I'm actually pretty sure Mavropanos is a better centre back than Chambers, too. Out on loan, you know, decisions are baffling. Um, uh, and we we're left with a depleted and maybe squat um short of quality because he's made he made some dumb decisions on on. On the on the um, on the outs and outgoings and the incomings, um, all his fault. Um, I don't want to hear any excuses anymore about Arteta. This is not a test team. We've seen a number of people have summarised it very well and very clear and concise for people to read it. Um, the team that is very likely to start against Norwich will all be players that um, are completely backed by Arteta. Have either been signed or renewed by Arteta. There is no doubt in our minds that this is the squad that he wants. He's been here now over 18 months, I think. I haven't done quite the math. Maybe 20 months. Long time. Long yes, time. Yeah, it is, yeah. Long time, you know. So, boy, that boy, he needs to... We need to have three wins on the bounce. So, he, you know, I think he should be sacked. A win against Norwich, a win against Burnley is not enough. We have to beat Spurs as well. Um, I think that's, that's, the only, that's the only way we can climb up the table because at the moment, it's looking peak. In my life, in my, in my life, I have never seen Arsenal... After three games, rock bottom, minus nine or minus ten goal defense, zero points collected. Listen, I, zero I'm goals, going, zero goals scored. I support Hamburg. We haven't scored yet. <laughs> I've, I've seen my team get relegated in Germany. <laughs> they didn't even start like this. This is craziness, and this is Arsenal Football Club. You know, so and and, and the thing is, I, I, we can laugh and joke about relegation and stuff like that. And um, oh, why am I echoing? You, you sound calm to me. Is it? I sound. I feel like I can hear myself. Maybe. Ah, what's going on? You're definitely echoing. Okay. I'm echoing. Oh, guys, can you go on mute then whilst I'm talking? Yeah, that's better. I'm not echoing anymore. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say now. No, that's it. So you meant you mentioned Hamburg, Dan, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. Hamburg used to be quite a big German team, right? And now they're slumming yeah. out in in Bundesliga two. So it just goes to show that you, you, you football is cyclical. You can it it, it it goes around in cycles, right? You, just because you were a big club thirty years ago, twenty years ago, like we were, doesn't mean that you'll continuously be a big club for the rest of time. And we can laugh and joke about the relegation angle, and I'm 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 sure we won't get relegated. We have more than enough quality to stay in the top half of the table at least. Um, but it just it just goes to show that you know. With bad decision making, bad recruitment, these we think we've hit rock bottom. It can definitely get worse, 
And we never thought it could oh boy, get worse. Ken. Oh boy, Ken, trust me. It can, it can get worse. We always used to say under Wenger, oh, we can't get much worse than Wenger. Anyone, any coach other than Wenger will do a better job than, than this guy. We bring in Unai Emery. Oh, no, we we, we finished fucking... Where, where did we finish? Fifth. Fifth. Finished uh, fifth. Oh, get rid of Unai Emery. He's fucking terrible. Anyone would be better than Unai Emery. Just give someone with fresh ideas. Arteta. Eighth. So twice, 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 twice. yeah. Although uh, he came in halfway through the season when he we were like thirteenth. We don't right? care. We don't care. Eight okay, twice. fair enough. Fair enough. We were, fair enough. We were like fourteenth, thirteenth when he came in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm definitely not on the Arteta de- defense league. Right. I'm not. I'm we not were, we were. We were eighth when he took over. To be fair. Were we? Yeah. Yeah. We weren't that low in the table. Oh fucking hell! Then all right. Fucking then. Stone him. Stone him. Uh, Dan, look. Get, oh shit! What have I done? Yeah, Dan. Listen, I know you've been on the booze drinking, um, and I, I'm sorry that you've, you know, is, that you've been brought to this stage actually, where you know you need to drown your sorrows with alcohol. Kids, don't drink. It's not, it's not the way out of situations. It's, it's you need, you need to face the music and and um, deal with your problems as they come. Do not resort to alcohol. But um, no, Dan, no. How, how are I'm you, man? And... Street, man? I'm telling all of you out there, stiff <laughs> drink because we need it. We need it for this season, man. Otherwise, we're not surviving. Alcohol and antidepressants. Yeah. yeah. But flipping neck, yeah. Do you know what? Um, I know you guys said um, earlier that you think Arteta's lost a dress room and stuff. Like, I actually don't I don't think he has. Um, personally, I think uh, a lot of these players still back him. They still really like him. You can tell by, you know, the fact that he's convincing so many of these, of these men to sign contracts. Um, he's convincing people to stay at the club, um, etc. So... I actually think that a lot of these men are bought in, but he's just rubbish. Um, when, when, you say, when you say convincing people to stay, right? Who is he convincing to stay? Well, um, mate, the Nazi convinced to stay previously. Um, Xhaka, Bellerin. So um, basically, all players that no other sod wants. Yeah, but this was this was they're, at, they're already at a club. That is going to be better than anywhere else that they could go to. Yeah, no, so I, I don't, that. I don't, I don't think that's a good example of I like. That, but, but this is when this is when they all had offers to leave, right? You get so it's not that it's like this summer where um, there's basically no bids. Um, I think all of these men had very good reasons to to leave the club, uh, just in terms of uh, Xhaka. Obviously, he fell out with the fans. Bellerin, I think he just wanted something. Um, new and different. He's been here for a long time. Um, Maitland Niles, uh, he wasn't happy with his position, this, that, and the other. So I think at the time, um, he's done, you know, what he said he would do on the tin. You can have guys like Balogun, Bamiang as well, who were, uh, you know, their contracts expiring, etc. He's managed to convince them to stay when people thought they were going to leave. Um, Holden was on his way out, told him to come back. Um, as as uh, Robin Stanford has said as well. So um, I think there's been a lot of U-turns here. And if you look at the team that started, um, Leno, he's picked him over Martinez. You know, Leno, he said uh, in that interview at the start of last season, he the club always made him feel like he was the number one, always been the number one, was always going to be the number one, etc. Chambers, um, I don't see a reason why he would um, go out on a manager that's got him playing for Arsenal, Cedric, that's Arteta signing, Tierney, new contract, Saka, new contract, Odegaard just signed, Xhaka just signing new contracts, Smithrow just signing new contract, Aubameyang, um, I think is probably 
Aubameyang and Kalasnach are probably the only two there who I think we don't really know what their relationship is like with Arteta. Um, so for me, I'm not really having this um, excuse that are the players of Beldenim. I think that's an easy excuse for people to say. Um, I just think the guy is a shit tactician and a shit manager and he's not able to get the best out of them because the names that I've mentioned here, who in that lineup, like if you're playing a midfield of Xhaka, Odegaard and Smith Rowe, who in that midfield is going to win you the ball back or is going to, you know, be an, an elite presser, right, and, and, and get the ball back and win the ball back off one of the best passing teams in the league in Man City? Who even in that defence is a good tackler? You know, Tierney, I think his defending is probably um, slightly overstated. We don't see him do much defending um, on his best day, but I think he's okay defensively, nothing, you know, spectacular. Cedric Chambers holding Kalasinac. We know all four of them, man, cannot defend for, for Toffee. That's so, one hell of a car crash, that defence, isn't do, it? Do you know what I'm saying? So, so even if they played out of their skin against Man City, what are they doing to really disrupt Man City possession? You get what I'm saying? Off the ball, all of these men are not it. So, really and truly, I don't really know what he was thinking picking that lineup. And I remember in the group, um, I said it as well. Like I saw the lineup and I thought, this is crazy. This is insane. That I'm seeing a back three of Chambers, Holding, and and Kalasinac. Kalasinac, who is who who is literally supposed to be out the door. Pablo Mari apparently not good enough to start um, after you signed him what 18 months ago. Um, who else? Lakonga, you've just signed. And they said all this stuff about um, raising the floor of the team. When Partey's out, um, Lakonga can step straight in. So now you're saying uh, he didn't play midweek against West Brom. So, you know, there was, he, he wasn't like rested or anything like that. He's had a full week to play. And now you're saying he's not in your starting lineup against the champions. So what's like, so this is my thing. What's the point of signing him if he's not going to play games the important games when Partey's injured. Do you get this what I'm saying? We as well, didn't we? Do you remember when we had the, the pod with Shaps where we said, Lukonga's nice and cool, but if we're not using them, this is a waste of money for the season. What are our objectives this season? And again, yeah. use El Nenny, you know? Yeah, and El Nenny came off the bench. So this is just yeah. my thing. I just think this guy, he picks, he picks teams and he sets the team up to do shit. Like, I'm sorry, I don't understand how so you're on the suicide mission then because there must like I want to understand where the logic is. Like, can someone provide an argument to me as to why Cedric played? As to why Kalasna, what is that all about? Fine, I get it. Mari had a stinker against Lukaku, right? And I'm not a Mari fan, none of us are Mari fans. We've all said from the get this guy is not good enough to be a starting center back, backup at most. And even now, it is even looking like a backup. Is looking a bit higgy. Do you know what I'm saying? But he must be better than Kalasnach. Kalasnach is not, not even a centre-back. He's not even a centre-back. And we're in the process of trying to rip his contract up and send him out of the door. Please explain to me where the logic is in, in playing these guys. Cedric hasn't played... A, when was the last time he started a game? You know, like... I just don't understand what he's trying to do. I don't understand what he's trying to do and how you... He, it, just, it must be a suicide mission. It must be. Like, he's trying to get himself sacked, surely. Like, <laughs> what other explanation is there? I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. In my opinion, Ateta's ego is bigger than his desire to win. And I've said this before. And I've said this with the Uzo thing um, last time around. And it just keeps, like, there's, there's always more evidence that suggests that. 
and the Ainsley Maitland-Niles situation substantiates it, in my opinion, as well. He doesn't play Big Pair's necessarily ability or even um, the way they're trained. I think sometimes he just picks them on because they back him. So this is what he does, you know. And um, with the Cedric situation, Cedric, honestly, one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. I've looked at the stats just to double check. This man had eight jewels and one zero. Zero jewels <laughs> in 90 minutes. Dan, you can't tell me these men are playing. You can't tell me Ooh. these men are playing. Oh, yeah, he's lost, though. He's just shit. No, he's shit. He's shit. Oh, Don't get me wrong. He's shit. But we've seen Cedric play before. And 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 the thing is, Lewis, yeah, is we've he seen hasn't Cedric become he before. hasn't become a conference south player overnight. Yeah, he hasn't. The way the way the way Arteta manages these guys, it's not surprising to me that their level drops because he chucks them all in the gulag. There's no it's not it's not like these men are rotated on and off uh, one week. So you know that's that's what Pep does, right? You can't pick a predict a Pep lineup. Because these man, he, 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 Serling's on the bench one week, then he's back in, and then Mari's on the bench another week, then he's back in. Bernardo, same thing. But what Arteta does is he chucks these man into the gulag for weeks on end, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're back in the lineup. Start, give me a good performance. Do you remember when Ainsley Maitland-Niles last season? He didn't play at all in the Premier League, yeah. Didn't play at all. Then he was chucked in against Crystal Palace and he dropped a stinker. And people and are, oh, yeah, at left back, right? And people are surprised. But it's like, big man, you've not given me any fluency of minutes. You're not giving me any consistent minutes. You're, you're putting me in centre mid uh, in Europa League. You're playing me right back in Europa League. You're playing me left wing in Europa League, sometimes coming off the bench. Then you're asking me to come in and do a job. Cedric was literally out in the cold for the whole end of last season. Now all of a sudden he's good enough to be starting against Man City. This is this is the way he manages players. He set he sets them up to fail. There's no consistency. But but then why would the why would those same players have any backing of him? Like why why would they want to continue under this manager regime if they're constantly being hung up to dry? If they if they if they're not you know they want to, the players don't want to be embarrassed. And we'll get onto Xhaka in a minute. I'm I'm a firm believer. That Xhaka did what Xhaka does, which is the tough got going and he found the easy way out. He said, fuck this, I don't want to be involved with this shit. You know, and, and I feel like to him it just comes subconsciously. You know, like he just does something stupid when the tough gets going. And like I don't know about you guys, but mate, we've got another fucking three years of this shit. You know, it's is it three years? I think is it three years. Uh... Were there, were, there, were there anyone defending Xhaka? Like, where is def- was the Xhaka defence league out on a full effect on social media? I, 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 I don't really go on social media much any I anymore. Have, but... I blocked them all, and then um, they probably transferred in my block list, so it's part. Mm. They're still they're still out there, man. I'm seeing like, oh, um, he went for the ball the same way as um Christensen went in the FA Cup final, um, when he when he slight took up Bellerin and stuff. I mean, we know that. Did, the did FA... you did you think it was enough, Dan? I think it was a sending off. Same way I think the Christensen one was a sending off, to be honest. So high and high and reckless. And um it was just stupid. At some point, you just have to use your brain. Mm. You have it, you have it, right? So use it. He doesn't use it often enough, or not when not when he really is required to use it. And he's and this the scary thing is is he's supposed to be he our leader, captain. our captain. It? Yeah, well, no, no, no. They they make the jokes of the real captain because 
They they discount Nabumia as the captain. They say the real captain is back. Yeah, the real captain is costing us games um, a lot of times. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know. So yeah, don't it, want to it talk just too much about that guy, man, because I think that's the worst thing that we've done this summer. I think I think yeah. people people make um, yeah for me yeah obviously the, the re-signing of Jacka where is where this summer really it was like you, you know it really winded me. It was like a proper gut punch do you know what i mean like, i remember i remember exactly where i was when i saw that Xhaka was being given an extension i remember it like like it was that traumatizing for me yeah that i remember exactly where i was exactly what i was doing what i was wearing all of that shit yeah when i found out Xhaka was staying at the football club and it it, it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks do you know what I mean? Someone might as well have just called up and said, oh, yeah, one of your, your family members is, you know, is, let me not even, I'm, I'm going off on the tangent here. But yeah, like it was, it, it it impacted me that much. And I just felt like, nah, this summer is a write-off now because we're not going to sign another centre mid, yeah, which is we all identified centre mid as a position that we could make real headway in, real headway. If we sign a centre midfielder for Partey, all of a sudden we're on the up. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we had signed Basuma this summer, along with our other business, we would have been a lot more optimistic, man. Even with the Ramsdale and uh, we'll get onto the ben new White. right back signing. Ben, even with Ben White, we could have stomached it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because at least we made real headway in a position in need, like where we where we actually needed someone. But alas, we're still with this fucking bozo, man. Lewis. Honestly, like Lewis, you're right about um remembering where you were when that news was announced. Yeah, I was on the way to Asda to do my weekly shop and I had to sit in my car <laughs> and and I was staring at my phone for like 15 minutes before I could exit and go into Asda because I was like, yeah, surely, surely not. I was refreshing my TL, be like, nah, someone's trolling me. But I genuinely, I genuinely think you're right because I think there was a bit of optimism about the window right up until that point. Um, I think people were sort of saying, yeah, Ben White, it's a bit expensive, but, you know, we're, we're getting linked to these sentiments for 40 million here, 40 million there. We must have money to spend elsewhere. But the moment you see that that's renew that renewal happens, you're sort of saying, well, actually, maybe these men are a bit broke, you know, because for me, if, if they had peas, you're selling him and you're, <laughs> Nathan said you got peas because you shop at Asda, you know. I don't know what's his when was Wait, his, when when you find out where Dr. Lee shops. Yeah, for real. Dr. Dr. Lee's a waitress, waitress in the MS food connoisseur, yeah. you get me. Yeah. I guess he's beans from, from Selfridges, bro. Yeah. Let me tell you, Wait, you don't cut it now until I move next to a waitress. It slaps. I ain't it, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Hey, it slaps differently. It has the best biscuit still. <laughs> listen, listen, I'd rather go broke and I'd rather use like single ply toilet paper and shop at Waitrose from now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, them, them 10 pound custard cream slap still. But it's, a, it's actually a mess. And I think everything wrong with Arsenal, I'm not going to put it squarely on, on Shaka's shoulders, but I do think he is probably a bigger hindrance to us actually going up several levels than people realise. I think people think that his good games sort of make it worth it, but 
his good games, I think, aren't actually that good. Um, I think a good game for someone like a top-class midfielder, you probably end up winning, you know, three or four nil when a, a top midfielder has a great game. Like, think about the games where Cesc Fabregas ran the show, you know. Arsenal would, would literally wash teams aside, where Vieira dominated the midfield. Other teams couldn't have a sniff. I think a good game from Xhaka is where he's got, like, 96% pass completion and, you know, we've had a 1-1 draw. Do you know what I mean? Like, he and, he himself having a good game doesn't even really mean that the team wins. And 35 of his 70 progressive passes go to Tierney. Mm. And, they, and they count as progressive passes because by dint of them going forward, right? Like, it's just, yeah, yeah on, on a diagonal. Because they might be the right winger who's nowhere near them. Yeah. yeah. I, think, just, I think that makes a good point there, though. Like, even... I mean, you mentioned Fabregas and Vieira, they were certified world-class elite players, you know, like even Aaron Ramsey, top player, you know, but not a world-class player. When he had a good game, usually decides the game, mm. you know. We see it with Pogba, like, look, I, look, I know we're not going to get anyone as good as Pogba, you, but you see the influence that Pogba has on, on a pitch for Man United. And, you know, it's we're just bereft of it right now, man. It's, I just can't believe we've... We've done this to ourselves. Um, <clears throat> is there anything else to talk about the game? Um, I know, like, I don't really want to go into the nuts and bolts of it, to be honest, because it's just like I ain't even seen half the goals, if I'm being honest. So, um, did, did, did you think that um, uh, was it City's second goal? Do you think that should have stood? Like, Chambers took a thump in the face. Um, I no, thought that no, was no, that should have not stood. Mm. I mean, it's, we would have still got slapped, but people need to stop being disingenuous as well. Like mm. when we considered the goal, oh, that's that's not a foul. That is a foul. That's actually mm. a red card. Mum mm. punched him in the face. A swift one too, you know. And mm. it's on, 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 on camera. Like, but I it's don't understand how it's not like you know. That's, the that's thing no is, that's some. That's exactly something that would happen to us. Like what, Ch- Chambers, I just. I don't know what I want him to do, to be honest. I'm just so no, he has no dismayed no. by I, like I want him to doubt. punch him back, kind of thing. Like I don't know if I want that. I'm just tired of our players getting beat up on, just being <laughs> pussies, little fucking weaklings. Like it's such <laughs> honestly, it's so <sighs> the thing is though, he has to go down in order to force the review. You know? That's the well, way it was, he, it was he similar to the review. Ruben Nevers thing, right? With um with with Pogba, like the fact that he stayed on his feet means that it's a stupid rule. It's a stupid rule, isn't it? But yeah, I, I can't believe they. I can't believe they actually looked at replays of both those incidents and thought, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like, oh, there's no man. consistency. There's no consistency in in the application of law. But yeah, you're right. We we still get slapped, irregardless of um. Yeah, we probably lose. We probably get slapped four 0 to City, even if they do get a man sent off, and yeah, you know we're a man up. So uh, you, you know, know I'm... do you know what confuses me about Addis Alteta and the Shaka loving like All we hear is constantly how he wants to play with a higher press, he wants to play with a high line, he wants to squeeze the pitch, he wants to dominate the football, he wants to win it back quickly. But none of his disciples or the player he chooses are conducive with playing that type of game, like. Well, you want to play that type of game? Why are you playing with Granite Shaka? It makes no sense. Why are you playing with Pablo Mari? It makes no sense. Why are you playing with Rob Holding? No sense. Cedric, no sense. Chambers, no. You cannot play that type of game with those type of players and not get absolutely destroyed. 
it's just impossible. You want runners, you want people who cover the ground quickly, you want people who can press and win the ball back, you want athletes who can um, defend 1v1 at the back, you want people who can go the other way easily. None of the players that are his disciples can do that. And all the players that he doesn't like, all the players like Torreira, good presser, um, quick at covering the ground in short spaces, good tackler, Saliba, an actual athletic defender, the, the, the players that he class aside can actually do the job he wants. I'm even, so confused. He's a world-class bozo for actually trying to say, I want to play this way, trying to structure a team this way and picking the players he does because they're completely counterintuitive. They're completely counterproductive, sorry. Even someone like Maitland-Niles um, is probably tailor-made for that right-back role um, for everything that you want to read in The Athletic. You know, he wants that um, inverted player who can defend 1v1 win their duels, come into midfield um, and block up the space there, build up in a back three, et cetera, et cetera. To me, that is making the to a T, someone that wants to play midfield um, as well. So that sort of works to his benefit. Um, he's one that finds himself in a gulag and finds himself fifth choice uh, right, uh, right back um, at the club. I just find it very funny that you invest time into players like Bellerin, um, into players like Holden, um, centre mids like El Neni, centre mids like Xhaka, Kalasinac still getting minutes in 2021. Um, it's insane to me that, and it's and it's and on top of that, um, the sort of the the youth project thing that this guy's tried to to pedal. Um, every every single action that he's done in terms of the players that he's fallen out with, they've all been the young players. Um, Maitland now, Saliba, Genduzi, Torreira, they've all been guys that you could potentially see as part of Project Youth. And they're the ones that he's sort of cast away and sent away. So in, in favour of players like Holden, Pablo Mari, William, um, and all of these men, Xhaka, you've given a new contract to at 29. So all of this stuff that I'm seeing, it doesn't wash with me when he says, it's a process. We're trying to start new. We're trying to do this because if you were doing that and you gave Holdings minutes to Saliba last season or Williams minutes to Reese Nelson last season, then maybe I can believe you and I could get with this whole project youth thing. But clearly the actions that you've taken to date bar this summer have not been that at all. Yeah, this, this project youth stuff is just about time. That's the, that's the new approach. That's the new strategy. Um, they realised that I think initially they went with experience and um, didn't go good, didn't go to plan. Signed the wrong type of experience, wrong type of players. And Shit, then they experienced players. Exactly, yeah, basically that. And then they just completely revamped and said, "We're doing all under twenty threes. We're signing only um, um, prospective players, um, and that's what they're going with now." I think that's the best way for him to continue with the narrative that he's he's pushing of we are building something and we're doing a process when. For the first sort of 10 months in this tenure, that was not the ideal plan that he was actually pursuing. This is something that he's put in place um, after that poor, poor run um, in November, October, December. And he, I think he realises that the youth thing is the thing that buys him time. Um, because the way Bukayo Saka and Smith Rowe um, played and uh, basically, um, yeah, uh, reinvigorated our form, um, for um, four games, <laughs> um, gave got him so many plaudits that he knows that this is this is this is how he wins um, fans. 
the not players. if you're not winning and, games though man no no of course he was going to try win games with them but this is what the narrative he's going to go with and at least he has a more substantial excuse now saying lack of experience we're building something whereas before it's like well you're playing william and this man is 35 years old and why are you shit kind of thing like now he has more excuses in his arrow he's just building up more excuses in my opinion I mean, for the for the long term future of the club, I'm, these signs could prove to be good, um, but I don't think that is his actual intention. I think he's just trying to buy more time for himself. Well, let's move on to um, the transfer window itself. Obviously, we did do a piece of business yesterday, um, bit out of the blue, really. Um, you know, I had seen Spurs linked to uh, is it is it Tomiyasu? Is that is that how you say his name, Tomiyasu? We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll roll with that. We we happy to go with that, yeah. Cool. Um, sorry to any Japanese people if you are offended by my pronunciation. Um, yeah. So we we signed him. Um, never seen him before. Never seen him before. Um, I watched a YouTube clip of him. Well, not a YouTube clip. I watched a full video of him on um on YouTube. And to me, he just looks like I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying to shit on the signing whatsoever, right? But he looks to me like a centre-back playing right-back. And I understand people will say, well, that's what Arteta wants. For me, it's just not for me. It's not for me. I don't want my right-back to be a centre-back. I don't want my right-back to be a Callum Chambers, uh, even an upgrade on Callum Chambers. I do not want that. I want my right-back to be like a Kieran Tierney. That's how I want my full-backs. I want you to be athletic. I want you to be um, dangerous going forward. This geezer, he... Like he is a centre back. He is a centre back who is pretty handy on the ball, a good defender. So he's gonna be a, he's gonna be an upgrade on Chambers. But yeah, man, for me, it just it, I can't get excited about this signing. I even if it is a marginal upgrade. Um, have any of you guys seen Tomiyasu before? And uh, do, do, does anyone have any thoughts and uh, you know feelings on him? I, I haven't seen him before. Uh, I've done the same thing as you and gonna watch the YouTube clips and stuff. Did any of you catch that last day phone breakdown of the guy? Because I've already done one with um someone from it's let's tell you football. No. He said like he when he started talking, he said, Yeah, he's a good centre back. He was just talking about him like as a centre back. He didn't right. mention right back once. <laughs> he said Even like, though, but, uh, but that's weird because he played the whole season at right back last year. Yeah, but he, that's what he said. He said centre back um that he's a good centre back, centre particularly in a free, blah blah blah. That's what he was saying the whole time. But to me, I ain't seen nothing about the brother, so I can't really pretend to comment like I know about him. But I just don't like the rumours that I've heard coming around, like he was being marketed aggressively, touted to clubs. To me, it just looks like we were struggling and we we got offered something by an agent and we took it type thing. Mm. I'm really not believing we were tracking him all summer. And even if we were, I just don't like this over-specific recruitment that we're doing. Because obviously Arteta wants very, very specific and certain things. Most coaches aren't like that. So I would really just like have good all-rounded talents in certain positions. So buying a centre-back or a centre-back to play right-back just doesn't really make sense to me because then obviously Arteta's not, probably not got long in his job left. And then we're back to square one looking for a right-back that's suitable to actually play the role that a right-back should, similar to Kieran Tierney on the other side. So I don't really get it, man. Um, hopefully he's pleasantly surprising, and like from the clips, he looks good technically. So hopefully that can translate to some decent stuff going forward. Um, he's got good ball progression stats, apparently. Fair enough. 
Um, he can but, ping off either feet. He's got a good. He's, he seems to be a good passer. Pretty well put, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. The thing about a right back, a right back is or a fullback. Sorry, um, the skill set is how good are you in small spaces? How good are you in isolation situations? Because fullbacks probably find themselves in the most isolation situations on the pitch in modern day football. Um, and then how good is your delivery in the final third? And a lot of the, the running is how good are you running off the ball? How dynamic are you? Are you? Can you underlap? Can you overlap? Are you aggressive with it? Do you time your runs well? These are all skill. These are all skills that are pretty specific to fullbacks and not really anything to do with centre backs. Because especially, in, I mean, we're not a big club anymore, really, in the way we play. But we do have most of the ball in most of the games that we play. So we need to see him be the fullbacks are a massive threat going forward and they're massively important in how you attack and if we are basically saying our right back or our right sided defender can't attack we're back to square one I I, I think I'm going to put my neck on the line and, and this is a very very primal um, what's, no not primal a, a very um, premature premature sorry um, judgement that I'm making I actually feel like Chambers might be better going forward than him, from what I've seen. So yeah, then if that's the case, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at least Chambers can cross. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think I think I'd be careful because we haven't seen him play. So let's see him play. I guess. Yeah, like I said, it's a premature judgment, and it's just from what I've seen off of like the YouTube video that I saw yesterday. I didn't see anything that jumped out at me and said like like for example, we all liked Emerson. And no, I didn't. Okay, you didn't like Emerson. I liked Emerson. I think Dan Coog's like Emerson. Leroy, I'm not yeah. too sure about you. I ain't seen him either. So. Okay. But I like the look of him. I look I like I like ultra attacking right backs, right? So go on me. I can I can Yeah, go go yeah, because I'm I'm echoing. Um I like ultra offensive right backs who I don't mind if you're a bit of a slut, yeah. As long as you can give me, if if you can make it up going forward, I can take you being a bit of a slut at the back. I can, I can, I can take it. But if you are just meaty in both aspects, I'm just sort of like, well, what's the point? All right, you're a good defender. Good on you. Like, like it's like what well, I can't. Like you, I think you just have to be. If you're going to be a fullback, for me, you have. In this day and age, you have to you have to um, be a, a threat going forward. I just don't really understand what Arteta is trying to do with this whole lopsided, you know, we are pushed Tierney on, and I get it, but it, for me, it's just not how I want to see football played. I think it's too robotic, it's too um, it's too structured. I don't feel like football is played that way. Um, yeah, but yeah. Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't know how good this guy's going to be. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a fair statement. I think um, my main comments around the signing is I, I do like his profile as a defender for the Premier League. Like I think he's tall. Um, it looks like he's a good tackler. One v one situations doesn't look like he's slow, um, and it looks like he's good in the air. So as a, as a basis, I'm not going to complain um, about that profile. Um, what I what I am slightly concerned about um, is the fact that he's been brought in to play this sort of inverted right back situation. Um, because for me, Arteta is probably going to be gone um, in the next sort of six to twelve weeks. Yeah, um, and if he is gone, it looks to me like this guy's probably a better 
fit at centre back than Ben White for you know sort of the archetypal Premier League centre back. Um, so we've spent fifty million pound on this ball playing centre back and compensated um, with his deficiencies by signing a very sort of defensive and sturdy right back instead, right? And so going forward, I'm not sure that's the best plan um, for sort of building a squad that isn't Arteta's. So like, say we bring in a German manager that plays sort of that pressing football like Jürgen Klopp and he wants his fullbacks pushed high um, and he wants his centre-backs to be able to defend space, etc. Ben White pretty much becomes obsolete and so does this Tomiyasu fella because he's not necessarily um, a bombing wing-back type fullback, yeah? And so we've then got two players who are super specific to Arteta's system that potentially can't be used um, by another manager going forward. So that is a concern to me. But um, let's see him play. Let's see what he's like, because I do like his videos. Um, and I do think that with Ben White in there, we are going to need someone who can cover for him a little bit, because that first game against Brentford, it it was actually frightening, because I knew that this guy wasn't, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't... I knew he wasn't the best in the air and whatnot, but the way he got bullied and stuff, it was honestly bringing mad flashbacks of, you know, Drogba versus Senderos, um, Squilacci and all of these men, and the way that these men just got flogged. Um, and I'm looking at strikers in the Premier League, Newcastle, Callum Wilson, he's a big shit house. He's not the biggest, but he gets in, um, he gets in uh, players' faces. Burnley, we know what their strikers are about. Um, Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Even someone like West Ham, Antonio, he's going to finish him. He's going to fry him. Dominic Calvert Lewin, what's going to happen there? You know, so these these, these, these are are big big games and points that we need to win, you know. So, um, what's the chances? What's the chances that we see? Tommy also at centre back and Ben White at right back this season. <laughs> the thing is, if we play a back three, Ben White can't play in the centre of a back three because he's terrible in the air. He can't. Mm. He can't be there. You know. Mm. So if we do play a back three, I've seen Tommy play. Uh, does, in the does the central does the central and a three have to be good in the air though? I think I think yeah, they're, they're the big unit, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's the two either side that needs to be good in the yeah, air. No? Gabriel can't speak English either, so I can't imagine him in the centre. Right, he needs. He needs to sort it out. He's been a, a fucking twelve months, mate. 
Ah, oh, no. Luis, Luis, you're gonna learn, you're gonna be fluent Spanish in in, in Luis, uh, if, I moved, if I moved to Spain, I would know some fucking Spanish after twelve months. Luis, you know, in free. three years, saying I want chips, pal. I want chips, <laughs> iron chips. Don't we can so, iron like chips. Business, iron yeah? chips is very easy to get in Spain. I'll have you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you know, so. I also have some. I also have some thoughts on um, Tomiyasu. I think I think we probably have tracked him because I've seen links with him earlier this summer, and we've we've kind of went through the archives today. Um, I think the only I don't see that much of a problem with this signing, but in the grand scheme of things, I see a problem with this signing because of the Ben White signing. So what Dan Cooks touched on, I don't really quite see the point in Ben White when Saliba's there, which we've discussed already, and now we've signed someone that is actually. Good as centre back and right back supposedly. So why did we sign Ben White? Really, we could have just signed that Tomiyasu guy, covered right back and centre back because he wanted an additional centre back and kept Saliba. So it's just like mm, okay, I feel like his profile was interesting, but what Leroy touched on, he's very specific, and um, which also makes me believe that Atel was very very adamant in the signing. Um, and we know Atel is meticulous and he has his requirements, and it seems to what his philosophy is that fits. We haven't seen that that sort of implemented in a while. Um, he uses Chambers as an overlapper um, rather than underlapper. Um, but I think that also has to do with Chambers' inability to go in the inside and you know go past players in, in, in that way. So on the outside, he has the space. On the inside, he doesn't. Um, it'd be interesting to see what, what and how this guy will be used. I think for the outlay, we shouldn't be too worried about it. He's a fairly young player, seems to have solid experience. How old is he? 23, 22, yeah. Like, it's a a fairly young player. It's 15 mil. Like, this is the type of signing that at the start of the summer would have made that. I'd be like, cool, I would have forgotten about it. Like, calm. Mm. It's Mm. just because it's on the last day of the window. I'm thinking, hmm. But really, in the grand scheme of things, just looking at Tomiyasu in isolation, it's like, that signing has come. You've all of our signings are like that, though, aren't they? All of our signings are like, oh, except maybe Ben White. But um, and maybe Ramsdale. But most of them are like, oh, in isolation, you know what? He's, you know, that's not actually that bad. But this but is it's where the, the business that we haven't done, which is the issue. We have yeah, spent 150 m's. Yeah. Exactly, and the problem is with the signings that you mentioned, Ben White and uh, Ramsdale. They cost 80 mil. Tommy has to cost 15. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's chicken change, really. So imagine, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not to be so Brexit like Lewis here, but you're more Brexit than me. You voted Tory. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Just for taking this money, in Leroy can't talk about Brexit. He was giving I, mad Brexit propaganda, mate. Right, he, I, he's... When you have assets to protect, you can come <laughs> talk to me. When you don't have assets, <laughs> but anyway, now when I was um like. There was someone, I think you, we were talking in the group chat and said there is a big thing about presence as well. So imagine like you've got these, you're, you're in the tunnel now, you're Antonio, you look to your right and you see Tomiyasu, Chambers, Cedric, whoever, you see Ben White, you know you're in, you're, you're licking your lips and you're doing the Dan Coog's hand rub, like TM. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but if you look to your right and you're in a tunnel and you see Gabriel, you see Saliba, 6'4", big, big units, you look back behind them, you see Party, you see Basuma, you know you're in for a tough, tough night. And 
it's just I just feel like I'm so upset with the transfer window because the misallocation of resources is crazy. There was a crazy tweet, not crazy tweet. There was a tweet. I think there was Ant Shah Ant who um, put on the TL. Uh, don't shout um, that man. Fuck that guy, bro. <laughs> saying about um, oh, uh, you, we, he got cooked for it, actually saying that oh, you're signing the 16th players from 16th Brighton and 20th Sheffield United, and you think we're going to improve? Oh yeah, he was we were having cool. a big debate in the in the chat because I disagree with him. I think you can sign players from um, clubs like that, no problem. You just have to make sure the talent ID is good, but. We were doing like how better you'd spend 150 million from like lower league clubs. And I was thinking, instead of the signings that we did, if we looked at 150 million and we got Basuma from Brighton, we got Vestergaard instead for instead of um, Ben White ben for White. 15 million, whatever Leicester bought him for. We bought Ings for whatever 25, 30 million. Um, then we bought Rafinha from Leeds. Um, who else did I say? I don't remember. I think I said someone else. But it all came to about 150, 160 mil. And I was thinking, how much better off we would have been getting those players, all from lower league clubs, than the business we've just done? Yeah, I don't think it matters where you sign players from, as long as the player... Because, look, I mean, look, Jack Grealish almost got relegated with Villa um last year it doesn't matter who you play for does it if you're, if you're a good player you're a good player at the end of the day if you if your talent id is good enough to to spot those talents then yeah go go and sign them you know um we've just yeah, signed no. yeah go on. i was gonna say i think i think the point about presence is is an important one because you know i think arsene wenger when he first came to the league i think he sort of What's it they say? They he understood the assignment, yeah, in the sense that Arsenal were the biggest, strongest, and fastest team in that league, first and foremost. And the thing that separated them as well, obviously, there was a sports science and all that stuff behind it. But in that team that you know became invincible, they had the the, the technique as well on top. And for me, that sort of prototype of building a team and picking players for the Premier League has never, ever changed. It's never, ever shifted. It's always been who who is the most intense, who can do the sprints, who can cover the ground, who can body man in the duels, yeah? Because first and foremost, that is what Arsenal Wenger teams did, right? Even when they were down to 10 men, because of how well that they could compete, they won. So I think that's probably the only team who um, won more games or, than, or won or drew more games than they lost going down to 10 men, right? Because every single one of them men were six foot plus sprinters, big bodybuilders who would barge you off the ball. So that even when they went down to, to 10 men, you couldn't fist them up, you know? So Vieira with his 12 red cards didn't cost you a game because Gilberto was there to do the work of, 10, of, of, of two men. Do you know what I mean? Henri, he was he was he was one of the fastest and strongest players in the he league. He was four man by himself anyway. You know what I mean? You couldn't you couldn't fist him up. Burkamp, they call him like a soft touch, but he was six foot one. Do you know what mm. I mean? You couldn't you couldn't move him. Pires, six foot. All of these men were like PMP gods, yeah. And now for, for some reason, I don't know what's happened, we seem to think that you know you don't need that PMP anymore. You're signing short men to play centre back. We have seen what short guys what happens to short guys in the Premier League at centre back? But, but, but Ben White isn't Ben White isn't short though, is he? He's he's six foot. It's not tall. Is it metrosexual though. 
what are you saying? What are you saying? He ain't short, but he has fake eyelashes and that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- th- this is this is my thing about Ben White. Is I don't think it's to do with his height. I think it's more of a um, it's the aura about him. He lacks presence. He lacks yeah, presence. Nah, nah. When I saw that dangly earring, Colo yeah. Torre wasn't that tall, was he? What about six foot, six hey, foot one? Torre, but you wouldn't. Colo Torre is, uh, is he is raised on hard food a lot. But, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's not a well, height sorry, thing, though, is it? since before he, he, he had teeth, man. But it's well, not, it's not it's a height it. thing, though. It's, when, it's a presence thing. When it's... Ben White came into the first day at Arsenal, he was wearing a dangly earring. With a crucifix. Bruv, do you think that will fly? Do you think Vieira's letting that fly? Myth. Do you think Tony Adams... What would you think Tony Adams would have said with Ben White coming dressed like that? He would have ripped after, out his ear, mate. After, after being on the beds for flipping two hours, man, to get his tan, it's ridiculous, man. Nah, nah, nah. I think, I think look, it, so I think as... Um, we used to we used to get onto pundits for, you know, maybe going a bit too much on the whole, oh, look at his hair, look at this. And we, we used to get onto it. But I think there is an element to being a physical presence on a, on a football pitch. And some people misconstrue it as like how you dress, how you how you behave and your mannerisms and stuff like that. But if you've played football before, you don't want to play football with men who are a soft touch. You want to play football with people who can get busy. I, I can't can, lie. I've got a problem with my centre-backs being comfortable wearing pink. I can't lie to you. Like, it's just an issue. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with you. The centre bags and the centre midfielders, or at least the CDMs, like they gotta be, they gotta be yeah. rock solid. I know, I know, we gotta wear black boots, like none, none um, of this. Well. I, I, I honestly I, believe I, things like this matter, and I, I think we've gone, we, we've gone far, you, we've gone too far the other way. Brexit we've gone too far too. the other way. We're Man, like, yeah, oh, well, it don't matter. matter. It's about the football. It's about the football. It's not just about football. It's a physical game. I'm I'm proper Brexit, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, me me on a football pitch. Maybe I just maybe I, I like watching football the way I play football in it. I play football everything high intensity. Do you know what I mean? Like I I love it. I like getting stuck in. I love it. Do you know what I mean? But nah, Lewis Lewis was getting told off by the ref. Lewis was I, getting told off by the ref. Yeah, he but was I, like, that's, he was like, it's only you. It's only you. Everyone yeah, else it. is having a nice game. It's just you. But, but that was my pro- but that was my problem with that with our team during that game, Dan. It was just mm. me. It was just mm. me. We were a soft fucking touch. And guess what? We got absolutely butchered. We got butchered. I don't think, I don't think it was down to us being a soft touch. It team. was, oh, man. We were, we were a bunch of pussies. We were a bunch of pussies. Whenever whenever they went through on a counter attack, were we making fouls? No. Every time we went on a counter attack, they chopped us down. They chopped us down. It's, 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 we, I'm not saying we would have won that game if we were stronger ment- mentally, but we wouldn't have lost by as much as we lost. Mm. We I wouldn't have. We wouldn't I hear that. But, and, I, I, I but think, that's my I point. Think, like in general, you 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 can I, you can reduce being being a man, being a physical presence on the football pitch doesn't win you football games per se. But it makes games competitive. So those games like against City, yeah, you don't you don't get clapped five nil. And Man, it looked like judging by from what I've heard, it looks like Man City could have had nine or ten if they really yeah. wanted to. And, and towards the end of the game, it's like they were prancing through on goal like nobody's business because the team had given up. They're soft touches. They're a bunch of pussies. Yeah. I hear that. And and, and I think I, I, I do agree that we just have the wrong... It's the wrong profile of players um, in the core and spine of the team when certain players are missing. When Gabriel's there, I think the level um, is raised. When Partey's there, I think the level is raised. 
we probably need to do something different at centre forward. But that's that goes back to my original point around the lineup, where I don't think it's these men sort of running out on him. It's if you look at that lineup, really and truly, who in there is actually going to win the ball back for, back for you? Um, I don't think you can really point to anyone in that lineup and say this is the guy that's going to go and battle Rodri or Bernardo or um, Jack Grealish or anyone like that. Whereas even someone like Maitland-Niles, um, I know he's not necessarily the best player, but he he's good in a one v one. You know, he doesn't get he doesn't get twist up. He's got pace. He's got strength. Um, we mentioned Gabriel. We mentioned Partey. Um, Saliba. He's imperious in a one v one duel. Do you know what you I think mean? Saliba's letting man do what? Oh, come on, man! I'm just like, tired of the team. Tired all, of all, all, all of this. So you know, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm just saying this guy's filled our team with basically bozos. To be honest, on the weak, physical side, weak. Weak, overpaid bozos, and yes, mm. being overpaid has a lot to do with it. I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm going full Brexit. I'm going full Brexit. They're overpaid, man. Anyway, 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 anyway. I am, I am. I'm just so, I, I'm just so disillusioned with things at the moment. I'm not even making these points. But anyway, look, what I wanted to do before we wrap things up is that I wanted to give like a brief overview of the window, and I wanted everyone to rate. The, the transfers individually and we're going to do like an overall rating, right? Because I think we asked a question on Twitter yesterday and the responses were absolutely hilarious, yeah? Scores ranging from like minus 1 million to, you know, like some people were saying like 6 out of 10, 6.5, 7 out of 10. Seven. Not quite sure. Yeah, Seven. I saw, I saw hey, it. Ever crack your smoke in? I, I saw it. I saw it because I think people go too far the other way. I think people look at it like... Oh, but we, you know, we're signing youth players. Like, which one of them is like a really bad signing? And it's like, you, you've got to look at it from both perspectives. You can sign young players. A young just because you sign someone who's young doesn't make it a good signing. They have to be good. They have to be good. They have to be better than what you've than what you you're uh, you're replacing them with. Like, we we signed ja- we we signed Granit Xhaka when he was 22, 23. We signed Mustafi when he was two, 22, 23. What they were they were good signings at the time because they were young. Like it doesn't matter if they're if they're just young, and this isn't a shot at anyone or any of the players that we've signed. I in isolation, I actually don't mind most of those, but we're gonna go from one by one. I want everyone's thoughts and opinions and a rating as well. Like out of ten, how much do you give that signing out of ten? And we're, then we're gonna do like an overall kind of rating. Okay, right. We'll start. Who was our first signing? Was it Ben White? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta give us some criteria to rank this on because this is what. The individual ranking will be based on right like price um requirements of our bag in your opinion that kind of stuff overall just take everything into account and give me a rating Woo! okay everyone good with that yeah 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 let's go all right okay cool cool right let's start with ben white was the first signing right yeah all right let's start with ben white dr lee um, three out of ten. Um, the reason is, I, I, I think he's an okay player. He's not terrible. However, I don't think he is suited. To, like this is what I, <laughs> I got bare heat on the account. Yeah, and I need to. Whoever you were, like we'll see in it because I, so far I'm writing it, and I'm not saying that I'm going to be right long term, but I'm writing it. So one nil. But. I said that this guy is someone you're going to have to carry physically, that he physically doesn't have the tools to play as a two. 
and that we will have to go and play as a free because we need to shield him. Another one we have to shield and cocoon. So I feel like Ben White's not going to cut the mustard physically in a two. In a two, so I feel like he's not going to be usable and to be able to play the formation we want. I think we played fifty mil, which was a significant amount of our budget, and we played a, a, a massive amount. We committed to fifty mil all in with no add-ons in it or something like that. I don't think, I think we paid a large portion of it up front as well. Five. I think it's fifty plus five. Well, that's fucking insane. We paid so much money for him. Um, also. This amazing guy on the ball, I ain't seeing it. I am not seeing it. So I'm obviously being good on the ball and being be able to like stride out from the back. Both number one, both Saliba and Gabriel can do that. Number two, I have not seen apart from the clip ball over the top. I have not seen any passing that is going to move the needle for us and not even keep us where David Luiz had us, for example. So I feel like is that, is that just for Arsenal? Is that of what you've seen of him well, in the hole? What, no, what I've seen, what I've seen from him in general, what I've seen from him in general, okay. I haven't seen it. So I feel like he's going to fail on his assignment for Arsenal. I feel like he's going to fail on his. Well, I just feel like he's going to be a, a failure of a signing. I can't lie to you. I mean, f- fifty-five million, you're destined to, 50, to fail for fifty. No, but for fifty mil, even even if he was good, if, if you if we overpaid and he was good and he could do the job, you'd, you'd, you'd firm it. You'd firm it. But I don't think he's going to be able to do the job, and I think we're going to be stuck with a, a, a defender on our hands that we can't really use. Um, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to use in the way we want. So that's a three out of ten signing for me. What 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 are the positives of because you've gone three? I was it was a, where does the three come from? What 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 are you giving marks for? Um, because he's English, homegrown, and young, and we can resell him for probably twenty five mil, so he won't lose the whole. Oh, thing. And, oh, loss. <laughs> Brilliant, love it, German Dan. Ben White, I have a lot of the same sentiments as Doctor Lero on this planning. Very much the same sentiments. Not a fan of the signing, um, but I like his profile. Um, if he wasn't, if he wouldn't be Arsenal, I would quite like the player. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't like he wouldn't be at Arsenal if he'd be at Leicester somewhere. Be like, yeah, cool player, nice player. Um, every now and then, I might retweet one of his comms, but since he's at Arsenal, it's different. So yeah, I think I I go with the same rating. Um, rating is based on. And I do think he is a talented player, actually. Um, don't think he fits the requirements of what we want to do, fits the requirements for what a team in the top six, in the two, um, requires from the centre-back. So I just don't think it's a good fit in that regard. Then the physical stuff we've discussed, um, what else? Yeah, three out of ten, basically. The price. If he would have been 20 mil, 30 mil, I'd maybe give him a six out of ten. But the price is nuts to me. It's the player that we paid the most money on this window. Um, prioritization in terms of what uh, signing to acquire and what position to to go in and do it for um, with the most money and you're doing the centre-back for Ben White just doesn't fill me with much promise and 3 out of 10 is pretty, yeah, it's, it's as high as I can go. I was thinking, can I be more positive, give 4? I can't lie, I ain't got, I ain't got it in my heart to give him 4, man. Do, do you feel that Ben White, that's the, the key question, do you feel that Ben White will achieve what he was signed to achieve? What was he signed to achieve? For us to be able to play in a two, in a four-four-two, to play high up the pitch, to be able to squeeze the pitch because he's going to have pace, etc., going behind, and to be a ball-playing centre back, so to help us in build-up and start our attack. I I think he can achieve that. Let's let's be honest as well. Um, when when we signed them, there was a lot of talk of in comparisons to John Stones. So yeah, that's the level that we we're looking at an English centre back. Um, that should be playing for England as well. That's one of the things. You need, you need to be in the England squad 
And if he does well at Arsenal, he should probably be starting even in some of the games in the England squad. I don't know how old John Stones is, probably like 28, 29, maybe even now. He's only 26, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe he won't start then, but he needs to push for a starting place in the England squad. That's just what the expectations got to be. He's a 50 million player at Arsenal and he's English. It's got to be so. If he he has turns out to be as good as John Stones has for Man City, I think he would have gone somewhere to be a successful signing. Yeah, I, I think that's fine because. I think Stones, he's probably, obviously it's Man City, so 50 mil for them isn't tough, quite the same. Yeah. But I think I think he has been value for them, um, personally. Obviously, he's won trophies and stuff like that as well, which I think helps and aids, aids his case. But um, I think Stones is a good player. Um, I, I think last season probably is the one that went a long way to sort of justify his price tag. I think before that, you definitely could say it was questionable and it's taken him um, a bit of time to sort of hit that level. Um, for me, I'm saying white signing is a zero out of 10. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the, reason, for the reason for that, yeah, it's, it's nothing to do with the player, but if if anyone, if you gave anyone £150 million and said you have £50 million, you have to spend £50 million on one player, no one in their right mind looking at the Arsenal squad will spend that on the mm. centre-back with mm. the players that we have. Um, it's a completely pointless signing um, for the way like Arteta wants to play. You have someone in Saliba that you can potentially coach, even if you think he's not quite ready to do half the things that Ben White can do um, in terms of the switches of play, um, the use of both feet, etc., um, Saliba what about has, if we had signed Varane? So, in, in just using your logic there, if we had used that fifty million to sign Rafael Varane, what would you have given that signing out of ten? Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a better signing, uh, a better rating. Um, because but, Varane, uh, what, what would you have given it? I'll, I'll give that like a seven or eight, eight out of ten, personally, because right. Varane is a, 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 a centre back who. Is but you still spent prime. fifty million on a centre back on a position yeah. that we didn't need. But he's in his prime. He's certified world-class defender, right? He's a winner. He changed the whole thing. He looked weak on the weekend, boy. So I'm, I'm cooking that he agenda. Had good, he had a good game on the weekend. Who um, do you think? I thought he looked Let's weak. Let's go, Luke thought, Bob. Let's go. Nah, I thought he looked weak. I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right. Nah, he, had, he, had a, he had a good game on the weekend. Um, so, so for me... That's a good game. Rafa, we're going to have to start rating I mean, Ben White I mean, games accordingly. You can say what you want about Rafa Varane, but he's a completely different echelon of player to Ben White. Yeah, but like, that's that's why I brought it up, though, because yeah. you, because what you said initially was that it's nothing to do with the player; it's to do with the the, the outlay in the position. Yeah, in, terms of, in terms of my in terms of my rating, so these men gave me a three out of ten. But and I'm saying the quality of the player, right, is is besides the point here. But if I'm going to look at his quality as well, that's what brings my rating down because for me, he's not worth discarding Saliba for this season, to spend £50 million on him. If you're getting a world-class player, right, Sergio Ramos in his prime, uh, Rafa Varane in his prime, Carlos Puyo, all of these men who have come here, done it before, fine, I can understand it. You're saying we can afford to give Saliba another year. But to give Saliba another year for Ben White, it doesn't make any sense to me. For Ben White to be your marquee signing of the summer, £50 million, that is where you said this is the guy that we need to sign first. Right, this is the guy that we need to prioritize. Go back and forth with Brighton all summer. 
um, to sign, it makes zero sense to me. If you if you sold Granite Xhaka and El Nene, right, um, for what is it, fifteen million pound and three million pound maybe for El Nene, add that to the Ben White fee, you could go grab Basuma, you could go grab, grab Bruno Gimaresh, keep Saliba, and you've upgraded that squad considerably. So that now Partey's injured, you're playing those two as your centre mid pivot instead of Xhaka and Lokonga. Do you get what I'm saying? So, like, mm. that Ben White signing, I think, has been highly prohibitive to us actually improving the team. The improvements that we could have made with that 50 million elsewhere was way larger than anything that we could have done by just playing Saliba instead of buying Ben White. That's why I'm giving yeah, it a zero. I, I understand what your point, because what Ben White is 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 um, expensed us is an opportunity cost of improving elsewhere. So, he has to not... Uh, I, I would dis- I would even disagree with what Leroy said in terms of like what his remit is. I think Ben White's remit has to be um he's been bought to 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 improve us both offensively and defensively, but to the like to a really high extent, I feel like. Because we've because we've expensed that the opportunity cost of upgrading heavily in centre midfield, maybe an a forward. All, all because we wanted to sign this really important player who's going to play out from the back. So that player better improve us ferociously in in all areas of the game, really and truly, I think. Um, I agree. So I agree. F- for that reason, I think I would uh, I would give it a two. I don't know where I'm... I don't know what I'm giving it a two for. I, I, I kind of like the player. I think he's okay. And I think he is. Ha- he, he's had a rough time after, obviously, his, um, his debut. Um, and I do feel like maybe we're looking a bit too much into it because he wasn't, I don't think he was bad against Chelsea. Um, different game, mind you. But when he played against Chelsea in the um, the friendly, I don't, wait, who did we play in the Community Shield? Was it Chelsea? Yeah. Um, no, not the Community Shield, sorry. Did we play Community Shield? What was when? that? Um, it was no. That, it was that, I was... Yeah, sorry, that thing. I don't think he looked that bad. I thought he looked okay. Um, but we're, we're gonna see. Uh, he needs to be good, he needs to be good. Um, next player, Nunu Tavares, uh, seven million from Benfica. Dr. Leo, come back round to you. Uh, first estimations on Nuno. I know you're a bit down on him. I don't rate him. I think he, I think he's robbed. <laughs> okay, think. fair enough. It's trash. Um, trash. What if, I think he's dead. I just, I just think he's dead. Mm. Um, I, I, like he's big and he's strong, but what does that mean if you can't kick ball? Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I, but the thing is, he, he's cheap. He's a backup. Don't really care that much. But when you sign rubbish backups, they end up yeah. playing. End up Hence, playing. why we had Kalasnach playing, yeah. Cedric playing, yeah. Holden playing. No, so me, when you sign rubbish backups, it's all right saying, "Oh, he's a backup." But if he is rubbish, we we see, we keep getting ourselves into positions where we lose a player, and all of a sudden we've got that trash out on the fucking pitch, like we did on on Sunday, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I, I think he's. So I'll go four. Um, I'll go. I'll give him a five out of ten. Like it's just a neutral signing, just whatever to me, man. Okay, uh, German Dan. Uh, I mean, it's a prospective signing. He doesn't cost much money. Um, I see the intention. Um, I do think he, at the moment, doesn't look that good. Um, I really don't like players that have poor coordination. He seems like he has poor coordination. Um, 
<laughs> but just falling all over the place. You know? yeah, bro, like, bro. Yeah. This guy's just losing just his phone all the time. Like, stand still, motherfucker. <laughs> so but i do think he has potential so that's like my caveat i think he has potential because he has pmp mm. and I, I think he could be coachable i'm giving the signing um, just not by probably not by a no i'm giving the signing all things considered like six out of ten cool uh nigerian dan tavares um, I just give that a five. I don't know enough about the guy. Um, actually, no. Let me let me no. I give it a six because I don't know enough about the guy. Um, he's he seems to have elite PMP. Um, and yeah, it's a re- it's a very cheap price. So I just say I'll say a six. To be honest, mm. with that. I, I, I really I can't really complain too much. To be honest, I don't think we'd be able to get anyone better than Tierney. Um, and I don't think we needed to get anyone better than Tierney. So that's one of the times where I'm okay signing um, a backup player. So um, I'll, I'll save that one as a six. Yeah, the issue is obviously having a backup player for someone like Kieran Tierney is they're going to play a lot. Um, mm. And if you aren't ready, then we're in big trouble. I, I, I don't mind him. I, I don't see this, but I'm always like this. When we sign like a, you know, I, 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 it takes me a while to come around sometimes. But from what I've seen that, he seems a bit erratic. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, you know, he's a bit mad, but um, he he does some decent things. But it all looks by accident. Yeah. You can't I mean, I, I mean, he's got a great goal against Rangers in the in the preseason friendly, didn't he? Eh? That was a great goal. Great you can't touch. Ball away every third pass and be. Yeah, that that was awful. Against and and being considered a serious footballer, I'm sorry. Mm. And and mm. you can't like dribble in dribble into other players and they take the ball off you. Uh, yeah. And you end up on the floor. Like, bruv, you know, it's like a Pepe at fullback. I'm, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, but he's got he's got real PMP, mate. Real PMP. PMP without being able to play ball. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I think he's got. I think he's got room to work with. I'm not too fussed with the technical side of things. If you have got mad PMP as a fullback, um, like Tierney's not a, a brilliant footballer, is he? Um, he's obviously just way more polished, and he's actually got weapons in his arsenal from a technical point of view if 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 Tavares can develop one of them um I think he could be a decent threat out there and he and I, I need to see I need to see more of him anyway I want to I want to see him up against a real winger who's going to give him a bad day and see how he deals with it um I'm sure he's going to get his chance because you know Tinny can't stay fit um next sign in Sambi Lakonga I feel like I'm not I'm I'm the only one who's not too like positive about this signing and I haven't been from the start to be honest I've there's always been something about it that I feel like yeah he's young I get it he's 21 and people want to get behind the signing because he's a 21 year old centre midfielder I just don't he doesn't scream stardust to me and I, I want stardust in midfield I I, I, I hear yeah. you Liz. I fully hear you but to me I feel like he's definitely got potential and I've definitely seen good things but I've seen bad things as well so I, I can't judge him yet because I, I'm still not sure. Someone, everyone go on mute, sorry. I'm still not sure, like, what I've seen of him. Um, I, like, he's had a terrible game against Brentford where he looked like he was gas mask and he had a good game against Chelsea where he had a bit of time in midfield and could look forward. So for me, I see where Lewis is coming from in that I feel that for the right now, he doesn't add much to the midfield in terms of quality. But in, if he... 
improves a lot of attributes, particularly his defensive attributes and his physical attributes, and he keeps and progresses on his good attributes, such as his forward passing and line breaking, I see maybe in two, three years, we could have a top player on our hands. But for now, meh, don't really do that much. So, so, so what would you what would you give that just I, signing out of 10? Because it's still a future signing, I'm still giving it a 7 out of 10 signing. Okay, that's, that's a decent rating. German Dan? Good price as well. Yeah, what was he? Um, 15 million, was it? Something like that? Yeah, it was. I think it was like 15, 15 I think it was 17 million euros or something mm. like that. Look, Hunger, um, I like I like the player. Um, I've I've touched on this a couple of times. I just feel like signing him in a way has blocked us signing another centre midfielder because we were stupid enough to renew Xhaka. And um, we're talking about the floor raise and stuff all the time. What stops us from not buying Lukonga and just buying Basuma and having Xhaka, Basuma and Partey as the three first-team options, and then they're competing for the places. I think we'd be in a much better and stronger position if we would have done that. And evidently, money didn't really mean anything to us this window. So that extra 20 mil, it would have been something night, you know. So um, I I don't want it to impact too much what I actually think about Lukonga as the player, but it has to impact my rating. So my rating is one lower than Leroy's because of that. Um, but I will caveat and say that I do like Lukonga and Lukonga. I think he has potential. Um, I like his passing. I think he's brave in his passing as well. Um, doesn't hesitate. Um, and I hope he um he can he can be a good understudy to Partey. But I have to give it just a six out of ten. If he wouldn't, if he wasn't, if he wouldn't have um impressed me as much as he did in some some of the some of the stuff that he's done this season, it would have been way, way lower. Um, like similar to the Ben White thing, because yeah, um, for the reasons I've stated. Cool. Dan? Yeah, I'm on, yeah I'm, on, I'm on the exact same wavelength as um, as German DZ, um in the sense that that signing, when it happened, um, I was far more optimistic about it um, than I am now. Um, simply because you because thought another centre midfielder another centre mid was mm. going to come, right? Because, again, um, you know, with the whole backups thing, I don't think there's a point buying backups when your first choices are not it um, really and truly. Um, so you've seen it uh, in that game against Man City. If we had signed a top-level centre mid, a Basuma, a Bruno Gimaresh, they would be playing um, in that match. Um, and we wouldn't really be messing up the shape. Uh, they, they wouldn't be sitting on the bench um, because, you know, their quality is certified and they can they can contribute now. Um, and I, I'm all for, you know, Project Youth, this, that and the other, when your first team is good enough to allow these guys time um, to develop and allow their quality to take their time to show through the best um atmosphere and environment for these young players is for them to have quality players around them so they can play without pressure. There's a lot of pressure now on Lokonga to come in and perform. Um, and I don't think that's fair to him and I don't think that's right um, for him. Some of these guys do thrive, um, but I think generally you want them where they can play with with sort of the stabilizers on, they can ease themselves in, they can make their mistakes and it's not going to cost the team. So um, for me, I'm going to give it a six rating. I do think he has he has a big big bright future, and I, I am back in that sort of that Henri cosine because you know Henri does not rate man 
um, easily. So if he's backing him, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back him as well. But for me, um, in terms of the timing of this window, I don't think anyone else was after him. Um, I don't see how his price would have increased massively if he had another good season at um, Anderlecht. So um, for me, that could have been an exclamation point signing when you think you know your first team is is sort of ready um, and you can have him there later. So maybe you get him next summer um, after he's had more time to play um, in Belgium and I would have prioritised a, 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 a more Premier League-ready centre-mid instead of him. So that's why I'll give it a six. Yeah, I'm on the same wavelength as you guys, really. Um, and they, they call it a, a raising the floor signing. I don't think he is raising the floor. I think Sabaos is a better player than him and people are going to be like, oh, of course. But I I just think Sabaos is a better player than Lokonga is right now. Not to say Lokonga can't get better and in the future Lokonga will be better. He, he may well be, but I don't see how that could be a raising the floor signing when Sabaos was our third choice. Lokonga is now our third choice and Sabaos is a better player. So... It's a signing for the future, so I can't go lower than like a six, personally, because I'm sure the kid has got talent. Although I, I don't, it doesn't scream stardust to me. I don't see a top player in there personally. I, I see a decent centre midfielder, um, who you know, yeah, that's just that's just me. Um, next, couple more left. Aaron Ramsdale. Who wants to take this one? I'll go. I'll go again because I'll come back around to me. Um, so from what I've, I, I, I have to put a disclaimer in. I can... you're impressed by him, aren't you? No. Nah. Okay. Okay. No. I, right. I, I I can't judge keepers, but from what All I've right. seen, okay. he, he's he, he looks pants. So All right. Okay. 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 I, I thought okay. you were going to say after what you saw from West Brom, you. you no. Nah, are you nuts? What gets an under thirteen team? Fuck off. Um, yeah. So yeah. Again, I, I'm going to have to go for another. Um, I'll go for four out of ten for him. And again, the reason is I always think we'll be able to sell him. Um, we bought him for what 24 mil. So I, I think we'll be able to sell him for a reasonable fee. I think we could be able to sell him for 15, 16, 17 mil. Um, so I, I, it's not going to be a big loss either way. He's really young for a goalkeeper. You never know, even though I think his pants at the moment, he's 23. Uh Emmy Martinez was fucking appalling um uh, five years ago. When he up, becomes, until, up until like last year, yeah. So when he when he's twenty six, he might be a world beater. There might be certain things he does really well that they've seen and that they work on. So I'm going to give I'll give him a four out of ten, five out of ten for now. German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason a four out of ten because of the misallocation of resources because no way we should be spending that piece on a goalkeeper this summer. Yeah, I agree. German Dan. Yeah, Ramsdale boy. Um... Ramsdale, yeah, I, I don't know, my head is kettled, man. <laughs> Ramsdale, just that Ramsdale guy, the Ramsdale. Yeah, Ramsdale guy, you know. I mean, I think the the game against Wolves very hard to judge. I saw one pass on the floor which Arsenal um, fans have rewinded as much as the 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 Donda album. Um, like, yeah, it looked decent, but it was under not a lot of pressure. I think uh, was a Wolves we played West Brom, sorry, uh, West Brom. They didn't really press us. He had time on the ball. I don't think I don't think that was a good game to judge him on anyway. He looked okay in his actions. He made some saves that he should have made. So not something I'm very, very encouraged by. Like this guy's a Premier League goalkeeper, man. He's playing against some under 23s. Of course he's gonna look okay, you know. That's you know, that's that's still his level. Um 
the resource that we used for him is about 30 million. And I think very, very, very high for a goalkeeper. And I think if we go um into the list of go top um top ten of goalkeeper transfers, I think he's in the top six or something like that because of that now. Um cumulated um cumulative transfer fees for him are already like past 60 mil, I think, um, which is really high. So um I think he must have something. Um which I don't see right now, but I, I recognise that he must have something um, because they were very, very keen on him all summer. So I don't know, maybe there's something underlining in the numbers or something that they've seen that, you know, that that is very um, crucial and essential for goalkeepers um, um, that he has. Um, I can't really judge his ability because I, I think he doesn't look good. Um, and, and that's not because we signed him. I don't think he looked good. Before we signed him, I thought, damn, this guy's trash, man. Mm. So like, I'm not going to pretend like my opinion was different. That was my opinion then. Um, my opinion kind of changed much just because he signed for Arsenal. I hope he does well. I really want him to be very, very good for us. Um, I hope actually he plays next game. He starts next game. Um, mm. I want that to happen for him. I think he needs to be in there. Norwich and Burnley, I think, a good game for him to start on. Um, but yeah, I think rating it, I think the only positive... I think there are three positives with Ramsdale. He's young, he's English, and he's competition for Leno. Um, when Leno didn't have competition, he was doing a mazzoline. He was doing a mazzoline. Um, I think the best players we've seen Leno have at Arsenal was when he's getting Peter checked the fuck out of here. He was really good then. And then when I think he could start to feel the um, Martinez pressure, because I think that must have been brewing. Um, he must have been good in, in training, he must have been pushing him in training. I think he had a very, very good period and, and form then. And when he got injured, Martinez slotted in calmly. Um, so I think competition is good for him. I'm giving, uh, I'm giving Ramsdale because of that a 5 out of 10, I think. Uh, and that's me actually being generous. Uh, I was way lower on the signing initially, but all things considered, 5 out of 10 for now. I think this could be a signing that might be okay, uh, might be good. I just can't see it at the moment, but there must be something. Uh, Dan? Yeah, um, I basically echo these guys' thoughts, man. Um, for me, Ramsdale was the worst starting keeper in the Premier League last year. Um, and I thought he was bottom three the season before um, when Kepa was starting um, for Chelsea. I think Kepa was probably the only keeper I thought was worse than Ramsdale when he was at Bournemouth. So um, for me, that, started, that signing was scary. Um and then, let alone what I feel about the quality of the player, um, I don't particularly understand the strategy um, there. I, I don't understand this desire to get a homegrown goalkeeper um, right now. Um, no one else was in for him. That could have waited. Um, we had bigger priorities. There were cheaper goalkeepers on the market. And you could have probably tackled this next summer um, and got him at a cheaper price, mm -hmm. considering that. Um, Sheffield United literally just signed him the summer before. So um, for me, it's questionable um, the way that they've sort of arranged that goalkeeper signing. Um, funds, spending £30 million on a goalkeeper when you still haven't addressed midfield. Um, they hadn't signed a right-back. with. The, I'm pretty sure they didn't know this Tomiyasu guy was going to come, come in, um, haven't addressed uh, the forward line. Um, I think it's a waste of resources in this window. Um, if you wanted someone that could compete potentially with um, Bert Leno, um, you could have gone for Anana for five mil, move Leno on next summer, 
and then you can go for your Ramsdale if that's the guy that you really want. Um, that David Rea guy, I think he's homegrown as well from Brentford. Maybe you could have gone for him um, instead. At a cheaper price, I don't think he'd have cost um, £35 million. So um, the quality of the guy, I think, is questionable. Hopefully, and I do pray, hope and pray that I'm wrong um, about him. They've got the videos, they've got the clips, they've got all, they see him in training, this, that, and the other. Um, they know what the, the download is on, on my man um, more than me just watching him in games because Sheffield United, they weren't very good, to be fair. But when I was watching this guy, I was making mistake after mistake. Uh, balls were going through him. He's palming the ball straight back out into a six-yard box. He's, he's He seems half-decent in the air. Um, and I'm not really seeing his short kicking. I didn't watch the West Brom game um, either. So I'm just going to base my opinion on what I'm seeing of him. And it's not been good. So um, for me, that's that's a two out of ten on the hope. And that two is just the hope that these men are right um, about him. And I'm wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And and yeah. the, the only thing I would say is when you're saying oh, there, there must be something. I'm pretty sure they said that about Renison as well when they signed him. So, um, William as well. So. There's a lot of these players that I just, I'm not too sure about the recruitment logic behind them. Um, but what one thing I would say is it's not just Arsenal who rate him. And I know we we were the only club in for him, um, but he is rated in the England national team setup as well. Um, and I know that doesn't sound like much, but um, I think it does matter in like in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there must be something about him. I I haven't quite seen it. I, I do have the feeling that he is better at some things than Leno is. And the things that Leno really struggles with, i.e. playing out from the back short, I don't think Ramsdale is going to struggle with it. I think Ramsdale is quite a brave keeper with his kicking um, from what I've seen. I think he's better aerially, just a bit more commanded than Leno. Um, but from a shot-stopping perspective, I don't think he's anywhere close to Leno. And like Leroy said, uh, he's young and we can only hope that he has like a, a seismic um, development with like his shot-stopping and stuff like that because... Um, and I, I'm I'm just clinging on to the faith that you know Emmy Martinez used to scare the shit out of me, and now I wish we had him. And these things can just literally happen overnight. You know, we were all when Leno got injured against Brighton. I think it was we were shit scared that Martinez was coming into the team. We were we we lost the plot that 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 evening. You know, and what do we know? We, he turned out to be a brilliant goalkeeper and now he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. So these things can happen. We've just got to hope that lightning strikes twice and, you know, Ramsdale turns out to be the bee's knees. But yeah, I'm going to go for like a four out of ten. Um, doesn't fill me with confidence. Uh, Martin Odegaard, uh, Dr. Lee, obviously I'm expecting a uh, ten out of ten from you. Um, eight out of ten. Um I, I Why like only team. eight? Why only eight? Thirty million for a player that you think is worth like a hundred? Surely that's that's ten out of ten if I've ever seen one, isn't it? Nah. So a good. I like the player. I love the price. Um, yeah, uh, I do have a few question marks about this knee injuries and stuff like that. Even though like he wasn't, um, he didn't have the same injury last season. So that's my only um, reservation. 
Um, and also, I have a little bit of reservation about um, his versatility because even though I like the player, there are a lot of managers I can see that come in after Arteta who won't like the player. So he is a little bit rigid in terms of the system used from that. That's why I've um, docked the two points. But otherwise, 30 mil for mine, Odegaard is a fucking bargain. Just about right, in my opinion. German Dan? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what, for one goal, two assists? What do you want, what do you want to pay more than £30 million for? Nice start, man. You're not going through this again. Um, yeah, I think we got 8 out of 10 as well. I would say 8 out of 10. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the price is very good. Obviously, I'm a fan of the player. Um, I think, yeah, not too much to say about that. I do, however... Um, I don't expect him to get goals, but I need his creative numbers to be high. Whether that's translating into assists is another thing, because I've seen Ozil put um ridiculous amount of numbers in the creative um, um um sort of region up and didn't get the assist that he probably should have, um, even though he ha- he had high assists. But I need him to have high creative numbers. Um if he doesn't big, ex- big expected I'm... for it. Boy, I need that. And ex- was the expected assist as well, yeah? That's one, yeah, one of the yeah, ones yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need, I need all XA of that. and XT. Big XA and big XT. And the packing stat needs to be high as well. Yeah, so, big packing, yeah. So yeah, if, yeah I, I need that. So that's... that's no, the... you're a fucking nerds, bro. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have no fucking idea what the fuck <laughs> So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Um, pretty... Price is superb, and um, I, 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 but I have an expectation he needs to deliver it. Mm. Dan, oh, the guard, um, yeah, I give that one a seven. Um, I give that one a seven. I think he's a good player, um, and I think the price is very good for him. Um, the price, I think, is quite fair. I don't think Madrid could have really asked for too much considering what he's done in his career to date. Um, like not really had an outstanding European campaign, not really put up sensational production numbers other than like the underlying stats. So um, I don't think that they really could ask for, you know, sort of the 40, 50, 60 million pounds when the output really hasn't been there for someone that plays in that position. Um, so I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good price, it's a fair price. And I think, um, I do have a feeling that the output is actually going to come Um here at Arsenal, um, I do think that he is capable of putting up some of these big numbers. And I think against these deep blocks, if we're playing a Bamiyang up top um, with uh, Saka running in behind, Smith Rowe being that secondary creator to sort of draw some people uh, and defenders' attention away from Erdegaard, I think we could see some some joy um, there. I think he's a very good playmaker um, and you don't really get too many of them um, around, so I think as if he plays to his maximum, I think we could get a very good player. Um, very good player there. He wasn't number one choice, but um, for me, but I, I am uh, very, very happy with that with that signing. So I'll say I'll go. I'll go up seven point five. Go on, go on, give it seven point five. Go on, Dan. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm the same. Look, I, I the reason I had a small um, Odegaard agenda. Is is because small is gr- grossly grossly overrated by Doctor Lee and and his uh, his co conspirators. Nice, um, this guy, Bob, you know you wear that hat every day now. I know because I paid so much money for it. I have to get my value out of it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Mate, when you pay 120 quid on a hat, yeah, you have to wear it every day. I went to bed. I'm going straight to bed right now. I'm going to wear it. Fam, you know what? Literally, I've seen Lewis like 10 times since he bought that hat. Every single time it's on. Every time. I'm wearing it. I don't care. I'll wear it on my wedding day. <laughs> I don't care. I'll wear it. Um, yeah, look, it's. I think it's a good I think I thought we could get him for about 40 million. So when I saw 30 million, I thought, do you know what? This is good business. And to get any player of, you know, especially, I don't, I don't see the signing failing in any way, shape, or form. I think he could fail. I think he could fail at the club. I think he could be, you know, uh, um, I think he could be like below average on a pitch and maybe not meet the expectation that we all think he can reach. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be a poor player for us. And and even if he does doesn't meet our expectations entirely and he doesn't settle, we can sell him. For good money anyway. We're going to get good money from him. I don't see us making a loss on this player. Um, so, yeah, for me, eight and a half out of ten, I think. Um, I think he gives us good quality. Yeah. But I'm expecting... Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think it's good value, man. I think I think we've got him well below market rate. Like a good 20, 30% below market rate. Okay. Um, well, he's player of the season. Um, yeah. What's that? When he's player of the season this year. When he's player of the season, I'll shake your hand, mate. But he better have more than one goal to assist, yeah? If if he's player of the season, you can give me your hat. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily... If he if he's player of the season and he gets us to, into top six, I'll give you my hat. All right, so <laughs> um, all right and then and then the last sided uh, maybe a bit hard to an- analyze because you know we've none of us have actually seen the geezer but takahiro tomiyasu dr lee um you've given your thoughts on the sign in itself um and uh you know his strengths and weaknesses from what you've heard um just a rating out of 10 like what well, i can't rate it it's pending it's na na in if everything that you you've heard about him is is correct um five out of ten five out of ten okay german dan yeah i find, I find this one hard to write i actually need to see this brother play i'm seeing bathing pieces that athletic is going brazy with the articles but boy let his me pr see team me. is in overdrive boy boy they, they must have thrown, they must have slid them some stacks man because I, I i'm seeing article after article Fred after Fred, video after video, but I need to see this guy live in 4K um, and really watch him. Um, I go with five out of ten as a as a default rating for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go with a default. Um, I need to see what he's about. Um, I've never, I've literally never watched a single minute of this guy in a in a in a full game, so I can't really I can't really rate him too tough. Off the comps, it looks like he might. Um, might be decent and the main thing now is I want to see us be better in attack now because there's there's no real excuses anymore in terms of you know what our defence is looking like and stuff so um, I'll reserve judgment on that one signing but um, if we still stink then boy um, it's, it's, it's looking scary mm. Yeah, I'm I'm probably neutral as well, but I, I can just I, I I'm gonna actually I'm gonna give it a low signing. I, I I'm gonna give it like three and a half because I just don't like this. I don't like that style of right back. Um, so yeah, not for me, man. I I just don't like it. I think he's more of a centre back. If it if we play if we, if he plays centre back, then you know, and he and he's good there. Then I I wouldn't really mind it, you know, but. 
yeah, and and how many Japanese players have actually come to the Premier League and done well? I was going to say, where's Brexit, Lou? I knew it was going. <laughs> it's a bit scary. I mean, we do seem to sign a Japanese player like every four years for commercial reasons. Could this be another one? And it hasn't he's, gone well, has it? Be, Inomato, Rio Miyachi, Takuma Asano, Tomiyasu. Is it going to be full-time lucky? I forgot about that Asano. I forgot about that Asano. Listen, I know this is a more high-profile. I know this is a more high-profile signing, and he's obviously played in Europe, and you know it's a bit different in that respect. And you know, I I always wanted, if you remember back in the day, Hidetoshi Nakata. I always wanted Nakata to come and play for Arsenal. I thought he was an absolute baller. So it's not to say Japanese players can't, um, uh, not to say that Japanese players can't ball out and stuff like that. Not saying I'm racist, but yeah, not saying I'm racist, but you know, um, I'm just wary of like has there ever been like a has there ever been a good Japanese player in the Premier League Okazaki no Okazaki. good good what's his name man? the, the centre back Yoshida yeah he, was he, he, he gets dunked on me if he if this guy's any oh my if this guy is any as bad as Yoshida is then we're in trouble mm. yeah anyway listen he, he might be good. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, just just a rating then for the overall window, Dr. Lee. So you can include uh, the outgoings in this as well. So the, the reason I'm rating the window like this is because even though the signings are rated probably a bit higher, I'm rating the window because of the business we haven't done and the outgoings um, that we haven't done. So the window is one out of ten. One. One. Jeez. But we got rid of Willian. Bro, we got that's worth a mark in itself, isn't it? In fact, it's a zero, yeah. No, it's a zero out of ten because we fucking re-signed Shaka and we didn't <laughs> sell him. That is the worst business that we've done this window. That business, not signing a midfielder and keeping Shaka and re-signing him to a new deal on a pay rise, is what has hindered this team from progressing the most. Yeah, hard, hard to disagree with that, man. G German Dan, do you want to give your rating for the window? Yeah, I've, I've tweeted it some days ago. It's two out of ten for me. Um, the positives are um, Udegaard, um, and everybody stops there. I think Udegaard is a good signing. Um, we got rid of some players, but not enough. Of, um, we didn't raise enough um, funds for me. I think two out of ten. I'm actually trying to be positive. Um, it's difficult for me, um, but that's the two out of ten I'll give. Um, I think I look at the window holistically. We've signed uh, three defenders, one centre midfielder, uh, two midfielders. You could say Odegaard is not a forward. Mm. But how about three, some three goals, defenders, man? two midfielders, and a goalkeeper? How about some goals, man? How about some goals? How about that? Yeah, it's not like we. It's not like we struggled to score last year, is it, Dan? Hey, it's not like yeah. we've we've scored zero and three. It's not like we um. We, well, we scored we, six against West Brom, so it must be right. It's not like we had like periods, um, only like fifteen minute periods of dominating the game, and the rest was just periphery. Like, I mean, we should have signed a centre midfielder. Um, missed opportunity again, unique opportunity missed. We had the big, big duffel bag, LV duffel bag, in a window where um, whole Europe is broke. Like you, you can go anywhere and go and come back with something, you know. We had on loan. We, we came back yeah, with an Ed Hardy T-shirt. Saul. Yeah, who has the biggest death row contract? Did he end in up Europe, going Chelsea? Yeah. Did he end up going Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, alone, alone. He he I, I, I don't shit, understand. Man. I don't understand how they managed that. Well, I, I, everyone, I no one no. can explain to me the logic behind that. Let it come. They were willing to send Ronaldo Sanchez on loan. 
on loan and we kept shut off. Yeah, some of these guys can't. can't Wait, where's Ronaldo Sanchez gone? He he didn't go to Wolves in the end, but they were willing to send him on loan. A while, drink out on loan. You know, did a while go? I actually, I actually tuned out of last the window yesterday. Did a while go? It's it's absolutely mad that you know the the players that we've been linked with this summer, right? Basuma's still at Brighton. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awa's still at Leon. Yeah. Madison's still at Leicester. Yeah. Who, who else were we linked to? Locatelli's moved. Locatelli's gone to Juve, but that was that. I mean, that that was always going to happen, right? We we <laughs> said that from the jump. There's no chance of us getting Locatelli. Yeah. Who who else were we linked to? Um. Trying to think. Lahovic, Lautaro, they're still at. Their they clubs. they all stayed, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, I, th- I think this windows have been a big mess, man. Um, it's been a big, big we mess. Have they deals nuts and got bare man out of their clubs? Yeah, like you look at the best deals that we did. Um, they're, they're, they're the guys we bought from European clubs. You know, we bought, we got guys cheap. Um, those were quick deals to do. Odegaard yeah. was made available. Boom, thirty-four million. That done wrapped. Tomiyasu, sixteen mil done wrapped. Tavares done in like two days. No one even. Did any rumours of that? Lokonga, they sort of dilly dallied a little bit on that, but what is that? Seventeen mil done. Never seen that out, really. You know, um, so you could have gone with that eighty mil that you put on Ramsdale and White and splashed elsewhere in Europe um, and come back with with some top draw talent. But boy, um, you know, it didn't happen. It's, What's your it's, rating, it's, Dan? It's a one out of ten for me. Um, mm. Complete and utter disgrace. Um, we had. Four positions that we needed to prioritise and upgrade. Um, forward, attacking mid, central midfield, right back. Um, we did right back. We did attack in midfield. Um, but the fact that we spent £80 million on, you know, defenders, backups, goalkeeper, it's, uh, it's pretty insane to me. Um, and I don't really understand the strategy. Uh, I don't think we move forward. We're probably going to have another season finishing eighth. Um, and it would be a mad overperformance um, required from the likes of Saka and Smith Rowe for them to put up some serious numbers for us to really um, take a leap forward attacking-wise. Um, I don't know how likely that is to happen. I hope they have great uh, great seasons. Emil Smith-Rowe season. looks like he's about to explode, though. He does, but, you know... This we just need to, so, we need to get him in a quality team, man. Yeah, he's not assisted in like 12 league games or something like that now, you know. Um, he's 21 years old. He's doing it by himself not, though, man. He's not played 50 games, you know, for, for, for Arsenal Football Club. So asking him to now, you know, sort of take on that productivity burden, I think it's a lot, man. They need to ease the burden off these guys and we've done the opposite. That's fine. That's what Odegaard's here for, no? Mm. Hopefully, but I don't think that's enough. So we'll see. My, I I probably rate it about around the similar as you you guys between two three to one I think is fine. Um, my my issue is we haven't signed any certified players. All of them we can put a big fat question mark next to. Even Erdogan we can put a big fat question mark to because we're buying Erdogan based on what we think he is capable of doing. Right? What we what we I, I don't know he is capable of doing it. I'm not confident that he's 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 able to produce the goods that we need. Um, but for 30 million, I can stomach it. 
it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's worth a go. But Ben White, massive question mark. Massive, massive. We're talking about, oh, if only he could be as good as John Stones for 50 million. You know, it's massive question mark. Aaron Ramsdale, massive question mark. You know, we're talking about, oh, maybe lightning could strike twice and maybe he could be as good. He can have an Emmy Martinez spike in development. Loads of maybes. Shit we don't know. Nothing we don't know. None of these guys are like solidified, certified players that we can say, right, we're going to get X, Y, Z out of this player. Boom, 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 boom. You know, Tomiyasu might be that guy, to be fair. He might be that guy that we know exactly what we're going to get. I just don't know what it is. But so question mark for me. Lakonga, massive question mark. Young, seems talented. No idea what he's capable of producing. Nuno Tavares don't even know what he is capable of producing. Massive question mark again. So, yeah, and then let's not even talk about the outgoings. The outgoings has just been ridiculous. Who did we get rid of in the end? Torreira, Willian, Willock, Genduzi. Only one actual sell. So, it do have Bellerin went over the summer, then he made actual player sales. Yeah. And we've still yeah. got Kalasnach. We've still got um, El Nenny. We've got, we've got five right backs now, yeah? Inshallah, they go in uh, Turkey in the next week. Inshallah. But, but, but how can we get rid of El Nenny? We've got three centre midfielders. Oh, sell him. Maitland now can do the job on and he's doing midfield. Yeah, maybe. But even then, it it doesn't, it, it just, this just shit doesn't make sense, man. It don't make any sense. Like, how have we not bought, how have we not bought a centre midfielder? Ah, anyway. And you know what the thing is about the young, because we keep saying young players, yeah? The only reason we, we rated Uruguay high because we've seen him play, but we've also heard about him for time. Like, he's a... It's he's the reputation. Top, he's been touted as an elite talent. Yeah, none of the other players that we've signed up have been touted as an elite talent. If we'd have signed, like, I don't know, some other young players, maybe that Nuno Mendes that um, Sporting have, um, and left or back. Kamavinga, yeah, Kamavinga. If you signed like elite level young players, we would have more confidence in what the yeah. they've done. But boy, that's what I'm saying. Bad. It's not good enough just to sign young players. Like, people keep talking about, oh, Project Youth, Project Youth, Project Youth. That's not enough. That's not enough. You can actually... How do you think players like... Do you think Xhaka has never been young? Do you think Mustafi has never been 19-20? Of course mm. they have. They were shit when they were young. We bought them when they were young and shit. Both things can be mutually... like They, they can coexist together. You can be shit and you can be young. Just because you're a young player doesn't mean you're like, oh, yeah, let's give him some... Like, let's give him some leeway young. You know, he could be good. We need fucking quality now. We need quality now. Seriously, we need quality now, and I'm just not buying this whole project you shit. Uh, in it. I understand it. Don't get me wrong. We need to build for the future, but we need to win football games as well, man. And if you're gonna sign young players, make sure they're good. And these kids, I don't know. I don't know if they're good. Um, time will tell. I, I hope. I hope they are. I really do. But I feel like today I've just been chatting a load of shit. So um, it's been. It's been. Oh, two-hour fucking pod. Everyone. Oh, yeah. oh, I've just seen... Oh, my God. Has it gone midnight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. All right. Everyone yeah. is living. We've actually been talking shit because we've done two hours of podding and I can't think of one smart thing that we've actually said. Some of this was just pure ranting, you know? Like, <laughs> we, didn't even, we, didn't even lose, we didn't even lose uh, watches, man. We're still on 56 uh, people, man. Yeah, people... Big up, big up, big up, big up, big up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Anyway, guys, let's wrap I'm it up. You're not here for the pain. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, fucking cunts like Tobes and Elijah pricks. Anyway, guys, take it easy. Um, we'll be back. We're going to do a Patreon piece this week, so big up all yeah. you patrons. Um, and we'll be back next week with a normal pod. Take it easy. Peace. It's got to 2-2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Sports Social Podcast Network.